The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster Podcasting the Unknown well, I got I got a boom arm for my mic Oh really? Yeah, I hope it's not making too much noise and thing. You gotta I'm like look like a radio DJ over here. Oh, that's nice. Which you can tell since you're obviously looking at me, because we're looking at uh-huh. the camera. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can there's no way we're faking this. We well I, I can see you. We we're gonna get it going. We're gonna get it. <laughs> Remember, yeah, all the nose picking and I'm eating candy right now. I still I'm getting It's Halloween candies, dude. What kind of candy? Still sour patches. Oh, okay. I love them. What's going on, man? Like those. Man, I'm not doing anything. I, uh, I'm I literally don't do anything anymore. I, I, I run on the treadmill. I walk on the treadmill. Still haven't moved up to running uh, yet. No running yet. Not yet. No, I'm not quite there yet. Um, but no, I barely leave the house anymore. I've just. That's good though. I'm becoming. I become very uh, agoraphobic, but yeah, I, what? you're right. That is good. You're afraid of people. Well, not afraid of people. I'm a, and I'm not. I'm not afraid to leave the house. But for whatever reason, my behavior is very agoraphobic. I, I don't leave the house. I I leave the house to walk Charlie, and uh, that's about it. I don't drive anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like like Grandpa who's slowly getting all his rights taken away. He gets what he needs from the store. Mm-hmm. They know I'm there. <laughs> but no, nah, man, not much going on. Uh, okay, this happened the other night. Uh, sitting sitting here at about 1.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. and just something smashes into our front window. Like someone threw a, a rock or a pebble or something, but like a pretty loud bang. Yeah. And I walk outside, and there's like a whole spool of duct tape sitting right there in front of the door. And I, I look a little further, and there's just a dude just sitting at the at the front of my uh, stoop, just Indian style, just staring at the sky. Well, you can't I mean, say Indian to, style anymore. Say, yeah, that'll be my story. That's going to be my story of the week in a minute. So, yeah. <laughs> sitting cross-legged, staring at the sky. I said, "Hey, man, you all right?" And he's just 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 iced over, just nothing. Yeah. And uh, I said, "Dude," I said, "Dude, what's going on? You okay?" And then no response. And I go, okay, I get it. You want to be left alone. Uh, please don't throw any shit at my window. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, this dude, I'm assuming it's, you know, I put two and two together. But yeah, I just felt like chucking a roll of duct tape at my window. And I uh, didn't want to respond about it. So, <clears throat> they threw, you know, threw what, something that you could use to also repair the damage he would have done. That's true. At least he's being thoughtful. But yeah, in a confrontation like that, I just, I left it alone. Like, well, there's nothing else I can do. I'm not going to, you know, pull you up from your squat and engage you physically. Is he cra- crazy, or crazy or drugs or something? Yeah, probably, probably drugs. He looked pretty zoned out. But uh, yeah, it's the first time that's ever happened. And we live right here on a, on a pretty busy street. Yeah. So all kinds of street noise and weird stuff. But first time anyone's ever actually uh, tried to penetrate the force. So... <laughs> <laughs> say penetrate the force penetrate the force that didn't come out right uh i was trying to uh well what's the military term there uh breach the perimeter uh, breach yeah something of that nature yeah penetrate the force yeah sure dave that'll work oh man i hate to see what happens anybody try to breach dave's force yeah is, my is, penetration was breach of force a phrase is is breach? No, I don't think that so. It sounds like it sounds like a movie that Tommy Lee Jones would be in. Breach the force. Breach of force, and he's like he's not the president, but he's like a high up guy. Mm-hmm. Or Harrison Ford. Harrison yeah. Ford and Tommy Lee Jones are breach of force. <laughs> That's believable. Yeah, I miss those movies. I miss those '90s thrillers. 
It's, it feels like we don't have as many of those anymore. Just some Air Force One action? Yeah, the Fugitive, Air Force One, uh, that kind of stuff. People thought I was nuts. I mean, I'm, when I worked at the Donut Factory, there was a guy that looked just like Tommy Lee Jones... And there's another guy who looked like the actual unarmed man, the unarmed, one-armed man. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was like, I'm like, that's, this is, and it's right when The Fugitive came out, I'm like, this is The Fugitive. That's that guy, and that's that guy. And people didn't even see it, and then they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, it's right. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that one-armed man, he was a rascal with that bad wig. Trial. The one-armed man killed my wife. All right. In the back of the car. Like, that's... It, honestly, you would have to believe a story like that, because it's... Otherwise, you're like, oh, are you, like, the dumbest excuse, or so specific we should look into it? Mm-hmm. What do you look like? Oh, yeah. uh, like, uh, five, ten, like, very specific. We had one arm. Look for a guy with one arm. <laughs> if you're looking for fingerprints, you're going to find one hand of fingerprints, and you could tell. That's how they should be able to tell... There's just fingerprints from one arm. There you go. You're looking for half as many fingerprints. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Did you find half as many fingerprints? <laughs> then you should believe me that it was a one-armed guy. <laughs> oh, oh, so, man. yeah, I got uh, I got accused of cultural appropriation. Oh, Let's yeah? See. What'd you do? Well, all right, so I got uh, – the, there's a joke on the Netflix thing about – like it was, it was. I recorded that not long after Trump got elected, and I was saying how like democracy failed. So you got to try new mm-hmm. stuff. So I was like, I burned sage, and I was trying mm-hmm. witchcraft because I'm like, you got to try new things. And that was the gist of the joke, and it's a, spiritual Febreze. I love that. Uh, yeah, well, that's been out for a few years. Mm-hmm. Got a long uh, email, uh, very angry. Uh, um, Instagram message, rather, Mm. saying uh, it was from a First Nations individual. And it started off Mm. like, hey, you know, you know, I was watching this and I was laughing up until this point. And you don't seem like a racist, you seem like an okay guy. I'm like, all right. But then it was just a full attack. And it was just a long all caps. You can't, I can't talk about sage. And it's the, it's a tradition of native peoples. And it's cultural appropriation. Now, I don't, I never made fun of Sage. Whoa. But the fact, yeah. And it just turned into just, and then, like, and then you could tell it was getting angrier and crazier as the message went on and the caps came in. And then it was like, and I, my son is a lawyer for First Nations people, and I did my part to end racism. Now you need to. And, like, I demand a, an apology and a retraction. And, like, that, like, it started off like, okay, maybe I should listen. And then at the end, I, and then I did the thing where I got defensive because I felt like I was being attacked, which was not necessarily the correct. Like, I, I didn't respond. In retrospect, I didn't respond the way I wish I would have. Because maybe there's a point there, but the point got lost in me feeling like it was just an attack right away as opposed to, hey, maybe you didn't understand this. Here's what you should know about it. And so the woman's like, you need to educate yourself. I'm like, so I Googled sage, and I was just like, oh, it originated in the Mediterranean and was used by ancient Romans. I'm like, well, I'm part Italian, so I guess I can use sage. I don't know. And so that's why I said, I'm like, I, I, this is what I found about sage, and I bought it at a satanic bookshop. So I don't know what you want, lady. And Dude. that got her mad, and then it was. And so I looked up more about sage and smudging, as it's called. That's the actual act mm-hmm. of burning it. And it is, you know, it's a native ritual, but a lot of a lot of groups of people used herbs and this and that. But so maybe there is some cultural, but I just got pissed off and like, fuck off, lady. Like if you wanted somebody to like, it's not somebody else's job to educate me if I'm wrong, you know? You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, some things I just not even gonna know that that had any even hint of cultural appropriation. 
And so for the first time learning about it to be attacked, that's why I went on the defensive and I just told them, like, I'm going to block you, whatever, to get your screenshots. So if it shows up, screen, I told them, like, yeah, you, I'll give you time to screenshot everything for your case. And then. But, but what was the appropriation part? Simply talking about it? That yeah, that I couldn't do it, and it's because I mentioned witchcraft in the same uh, uh, bit that that it's nothing like witchcraft. And she's like, "It's not like that Judeo-Christian bullshit." And I'm like, "Well, not a good case for people to respect your religion by shitting on another one." Uh, my feeling is I'll shit on all of them, but but that, that it's is like, such a stretch. I get well then because I, I looked it up to learn about it, and I do see these articles of where like why uh, smudging is cultural appropriation, and they were all articles written by like blogs of just Gwyneth Paltrow white girl shit who the month before had said like you should look into Sage, and then people had gotten mad at them, and so they posted these retractions. Who knows? Maybe it was this one lady really going into the depths and getting everybody, but. All right, I may I I don't think I was ever making fun of it. I don't think I was, uh, you know, mocking a tradition. You weren't making fun of it. You weren't uh, profiting from it necessarily. Like, well, you make a joke I about mean, it, but it's just the, the approach. Like, at what point? I know it's the not, line. Yeah, well, I don't know. I know it's not somebody's job to go around educating everybody on their culture being uh, misappropriated. But how about a little leeway when someone you could tell is not an enemy? How about instead of just a full attack? Well, then fuck you. All right. If that's, you know, I'm not. Well, if you did a if you did a joke about a taco, is that cultural appropriation? Are you not allowed to even mention things that derive from other cultures? The whole second half of that. The special is me shitting on the KKK and I don't, I'm not running around on St. Patrick's day yelling at everybody with a kiss me. I'm Irish and leprechaun hat on saying they're appropriating my culture. And I get that. Like the obviously first nations people and indigenous people have gotten the short end of the stick for of everything. Course. And I'm sympathetic to that for sure, but that still seems like a pretty nitpicky complaint. Well, that's where I'm seeing it, but is it my place to say that somebody else shouldn't be offended? But then is it my place to say, like, all right, you're offended and also tough shit because I know I did it with no hatred in my heart and it's a joke. But yeah. you know what? It's who it's Two white dudes here sussing it out. If yeah. there's listeners that are First Nations, Indigenous people, I would love to hear your uh, thoughts on that. I don't. My, I'm upset with myself on how I just got defensive first. I, mm-hmm. I could have either just ignored it or, or said like, like I, Rachel's been reading books and stuff. So one of the things she learns is like, thank you for that information. I wasn't aware of that. I'll look into it. And you leave it at that. Or don't leave mm-hmm. it there. Look into it. Like you've told them you'll look into it. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. But I engaged, which you should never do. But it's also like, well, well are you admitting like, all right, is, sa- is you use a sage like, all right, well, it doesn't do anything. All right. It still doesn't do anything. Because if it did do something, if it had an actual physical result, then that would be medicine. And then who the fuck are you to deny medicine from other people? It's like whoever, like... You know, the discovering penicillin and be like, no, that's uh, that's our Judeo-Christian uh, sacrament is penicillin. So tough shit, everybody else. Yeah. Don't appropriate my culture. Otherwise, yeah, it's just your magic that I've talked about along with other magics. And I can't talk about that magic because that's your magic. So, well, and you have to consider intent, too. What was your intent? Like, it's clear if you listen to the joke that you weren't intending to make fun or be hateful. or Yeah. that That's, I mean, I that's a thing that has popped up in recent years as far as, you know, everybody's so, and I, I, I don't mean to sound like a Republican here, but everybody's so sensitive nowadays, and sometimes understandably so. But, like, the whole thing with, I always go back to intent and I've, I've had this with arguments with girlfriends and and friends, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm sorry you got offended by blank, 
but that was not my intent. If you can look at this objectively, you can discern that my intent wasn't hateful. My intent wasn't whatever. Yeah. But but the fact that and I get both sides. Well, like then then their retort is, you know, don't tell me how I'm supposed to feel. Yeah. Like, but dude, like. That just seems a bit much. That I, seemed like somebody waking up wanting to pick a fight with someone. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you're going through life waiting to get uh, get your bristles, your, 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 your brushes bristled. What am I saying? You know, some phrase to the extent of that. Getting your feathers ruffled. Uh, yeah. But I just, I wish I wouldn't have responded with like, well, this is how I found it. So, like, I just... And then I deleted it all because I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. But I, anyway, that lady is out there. Wow. I did try to go back. Like, oh, maybe I should, like, try and find her. Give like, listen, I don't like the way I handled this. I don't think you're correct in attacking first mm-hmm. and going to all caps and saying you did your part to end racism because your son went to college and is a yeah. lawyer for human rights. <clears throat> like, that's not. The thing, because I ended it, I'm like, why don't you talk to your son? He seems like the smart one in the family. <laughs> and then I just yeah. ended it. So, because so her oh, thing boy. was filled with, like, educate yourself. I'm like, yeah, okay, I did. And I found out Sage comes from the Mediterranean. Well, that's the mother country. It's like, all right, I get that you're a native uh, indigenous person, but you don't get to claim everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why is it they get, they get, ev- they get all of it? Everything. Well, we well then we all came from the Fertile Crescent out there too. If you believe that, yeah, we all are, human beings originated from one place. Then we go back, and we all are enemies of each other or friends of each other. But yeah, she's all like the sage was about. It's not witchcraft, and how dare you lump it in with Judeo Christian bullshit? It's like who don't look don't watch comedy for if you don't like jokes if i don't like the jokes i'm like yeah. it's not my thing but it's that's somebody making an effort in comedy i'm not going to tell them they can or can't do it yeah exactly that's the other thing i was about to mention this is comedy correct you you watched a comedy program i'm not running for governor i'm not teaching your children i'm not a youth pastor it's under the context of comedy and i and, and sage was not the butt of the joke Boy, that's a big old case to get the fuck over it right there. Well, I'm sorry. Well, not my place to say, but that, I was I was bothered with how I handled. I got a lot of like just another typical white man. I'm like, I, I guess so. Just another dude who was basically just trying to live a life of attempting to understand, and then that's my thing. It's like well, that lady that got on us about like your ideas are Marxist, but your rhetoric is all uh, neocentrist. I'm like, what the fuck? Like about this podcast, that was the words used about this, us (laughs) farting in each other's mouth (laughs) about swamp monsters. (laughs) And I was like, I don't think, but then yeah, like I, I, yeah, I think you're just don't, then just don't listen. You know, it's not hate speech. It's not even you're making an enemy out of somebody who is an ally you're disagreeing with. Yeah. And I Yeah, that's an easy fix right there. Just don't listen. But I don't want to go the other way and turn into one of these "Eh, PC rhetoric, these SJ. I don't don't want that, that. I don't want to be that. No, I mean, but there's a line and. Yeah, oh, uh, you know, I, I, I put it up to the listeners. I would love uh, some yeah. viewpoints, and you know what? I don't want viewpoints agreeing with me because I I agree with myself already. But if there's a true like, oh, actually think about it this way that I'm missing, I I would like to hear it uh, that way. So put it on the Reddit. Put the discussion well, on the Reddit. Well, and it just seems like such a uh, I don't know to get that worked up over a thing like sage it's not like you had opinions about groups of people or different races that that i get like hey hold on now you're being a little painting us all with the same brush or stereotypical this is just a thing and it's just it wasn't even the the crux of the joke it was just a a reference i don't know but that that doesn't well then what we talked about the skinwalkers which are native american legend Mm mm-hmm 
And so are we, yeah. Are we not supposed to do that? Well, what if the skinwalkers are haunting white people and you'd be like, hold on, that's cultural. You can't, oh, I'm not going to be haunted by you because it's cultural appropriation. This is, that's your monster. You know, we'll bring, we'll get you the, we'll get you Elvis's ghost will come and haunt the native Americans and the skinwalker can haunt the white people. And that'll be the affirmative action, spiritual crossover we all need. The unacknowledged or inappropriate adoption of the customs, practices, ideas, etc. of one people or society by members of another and typically more dominant people or society. Yeah. Well, and it's because I can see being angry at just idiots wearing full native headdresses at Coachella. But no, that I, I get this is an ex- that, uh, that is. But this is an extent of that. This is an extent of that. By talking about Sage, it's. An extent of it. Of mentioning that I use Ooh, sage boy. to get rid of bad vibes. So I'll acknowledge that it can, it can be construed as an extent of of that. But I just, I didn't think it was dealt with by either party, myself or this person. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. as why, like I said, if, if, if listeners have a uh, strong opinion or, or, or if I'm missing something, Again, not your job to educate me, but also I'll be damned if I'm going to learn the nuances of every single culture on this planet so I don't step in a pile of shit. You know, we're not all sociology majors. Yeah, and again, go back to uh, try to guess what my intent was. You know, you weren't being hateful. You weren't being cruel. Again, her tone and my tone were not well handled. Anyway, that was my that was my thing. <laughs> I don't know. What else going on this week, man? How's uh how's life in Oregon? Wet. Oh yeah? Just just wet. That's all it is, wet. I would welcome some of that. Oh. I miss the rain. It, I miss weather. Yeah, I d I didn't. I'm all, no. I mean, I'm, all right. I'm still like I'm being an indoor kid. I got my lavish streaming setup. If I wasn't worried about messing up this camera, I'd show it off a little bit. But I got mm-hmm. I got a pretty good deal going on, and we're having fun. We had a little uh, just Saturday night, just evolved into some sort of strange dance party around the house, a little two person dance party. <laughs> I love it. You know, when you're just like when fun is just fun starts getting stacked on top of fun. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. all right, well, let's, I, I just came out, I was on Rachel's dress like a cowboy. I was like, all right, we're having that kind of night. <laughs> uh, there's, a hoot, there's hula hoops. What do you mean she was dressed like a cowboy? She just had the clothes, you know. So she, I mean, yeah. she had a fringe jacket and a cowboy hat and some boots. So I, mean, I don't know what else you need. At one point, I wound oh. up in some <clears throat> flare bottom velvet pants. <laughs> just have it. Just, no excuse not to have fun. Just sitting around, may as well have some fun. Dude, I love Let's, it. We have uh we have Friday night fun night over here. Yeah. And uh that entails all all different varieties of activities, but uh dancing is definitely one of them. I, that's something people don't do enough is uh mm-hmm. dancing at home, listening to music at home. I don't know if I ever told you this story. When I was a kid, I was real little, like three or four. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have, we didn't go out much. There was no like, I can't ever. I think I went to a movie like once a year, maybe on my birthday. But yeah, um, one form of entertainment that we would do is uh, my dad had this like uh, home stereo thing that it was kind of a it was a stereo, but it was also kind of like a karaoke machine. Okay, I don't quite remember all the. Uh, the the tech behind it but it was it was just this old crusty 70s home stereo but it had a couple of uh outlets where you could plug in little microphones yeah so what we would do and there's i have cassette tapes of this i haven't listened to them uh but i do i still have the cassette tapes uh dad would turn on the stereo and he'd dial it to the radio mm-hmm. then he'd put a cassette tape in the deck hit record then we'd put a uh, microphone in the jack, and I could sing. I would sing along to the songs on the radio, and he would he would record it. But uh, that's pretty. Fun. Yeah, I just remember like 
three or four years old. I'd had my stupid little cowboy boots on, and I'm just I'm just in the living room, just singing my heart out to like looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah, like late seventies, early eighties mainstream radio country songs, and uh, dude, that that was just the best thing. The TV was off. We'll turn the TV off, and the whole family would be there, me, my brother, my mom, my, my dad. And we'd just hang out all Saturday night and just listen to the radio. And every now and then I'd get a wild hair up my ass. I'd get up and sing. My brother would get up and sing. And, yeah, just, <laughs> just That's your own. I don't know. I, I, I think that um, we're so consumed with, with our screens nowadays, with our computers and our streaming. But, like, man, sometimes it's refreshing to just turn the TV off and just rock out, rock around the house. You had your own uh, Walton family Christmas. I did. I did. <laughs> no, no wonder you love that goddamn movie so much. Oh, man. That's that's coming up, man. That's right around the corner. Oh, God. Another year of torture hearing you talk about that shit. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, speaking I know this is kind of a... Uh, which, I could do, like, good this visuals This is uh, now. a topic right. that's been done to death. But when when should we start celebrating Christmas? Do, is it after? Mean, you mean on account? Mean on account of the on account of the disease? Well, well I, that aside, but just in general, uh, it feels like uh, each year people start celebrating earlier and earlier. And traditionally, I have a hard time getting into the spirit until Thanksgiving's out of the way. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on pre-Thanksgiving Christmas celebrations? Well, I've seen I've seen some uh, some posts on the old Nextdoor app and what have you. People saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. people putting their Christmas lights up already. Thank you. Not much has happened in the world. Let's do a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the commercialism of Christmas. It's like, hey, life's chaotic. Let's have a little uh, fun celebration and put up decorations early. So." As far as celebrating, as we just said, having a fun night or a dance party night, I don't think there's any time limits on celebrating. I mean, outside of like a noise ordinance or something like that, I wouldn't suggest you throwing your own 4th of July party, you know, know, 6 a.m. on a (laughs) Saturday sometime in February. But I... Like just the the idea, the rules and stuff about things that don't matter. All like everybody trying to force Christmas this year. I'm like, just let it be a wash. Let's reschedule Christmas for June mm-hmm. of next year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be, but just like fuck it. This is a it's a bust this year. The 2020 as a year is a bust. Mm-hmm. And to try and force a situation with all these stipulations and this and that. Just December 25th, wipe it off the calendar, put it on June 25th, have, like, there's not rules to this. You can do it whenever you want. Mm -hmm. So that's my opinion. You want to celebrate? Shit. Dress up like Santa. Put Christmas decorations in your yard for Halloween. You dressed up your house like Christmas for (laughs) Halloween. Do whatever. Mm -hmm. Very, very few real rules in this world. Yeah. So, I, I don't yeah. I don't care this year especially. Go nuts. Normally, I'm not a big Christmas guy. I don't I don't know if mm-hmm. you know, it's like my birthday's around there and my birthday's just not a big party cuz it is close to Christmas, so it's just not mm-hmm. it's kind of more of a burden. So I and I never got like excited about my birthday much. So it's just like, oh, it's cold. Here's capitalism trying to get as much money out of you as they can, and you're older. Like, that's what Christmas is for me. <laughs> that's Christmas every year for me. Oh. Yeah. So you, birthday was never a big deal for you? Because yours is what, two days before Christmas? Yeah, it's the 23rd. So it's like, no, I mean, my parents, like, they never forgot. They were always like, oh, it's your birthday. We'll make sure it's special. But even... Even though they did a good job with that, it's still, I, I know it's always like, oh, shit, Saturday before Christmas. Does anybody want to meet up for, no, of course not. Everybody's doing last minute shopping and decorating. And <laughs> so it's, and it's not a poor me thing. I just, it leads to me like not caring about anybody else's birthday. I'm like, who gives a shit? Ah. Everybody's got one. 
Yeah, that is true. But uh, yeah, people who, uh, especially especially adults who make too much out of it, it's like, ugh, come on. I mean, well, again, if you're using an excuse to throw a party for everybody to have fun, then I, yeah, whatever. You know, I don't, but I don't. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, I I was never in L.A. for a for a Christmas. I've only ever been in Chicago for except for one Christmas. I was in Utah with Rachel, but otherwise, I've been back in Chicago for every single Christmas. So it'll be weird. What about this year? This, no, this year we're not. I don't know what we're doing, but okay. I'm not flying anywhere. Mm-hmm. Especially now, especially if things on triple double lockdown or what have you, and. <clears throat> Holidays and whatever, you know, not that I, I don't think anybody in my family's uh, dipping off to go to any white nationalist meetings, super spreader events to steal the, take back the steal or whatever the fuck, but I'm mm. still not going to risk mixing and mingling with too many folks. Yeah, I'm trying to convince Katie into just uh, doing our own thing here for. At least Thanksgiving and probably Christmas too. Her her dad lives uh, about forty five minutes away, mm-hmm. so that's what I I had to remind her. It's like, look, people who only see their family once or twice a year are canceling it this year. Yeah, uh, not a not a huge deal if we don't go over there for Thanksgiving. You're still gonna she sees them once a week. She goes over there and checks up on them and stuff. So I mean, let's let's just uh, let's let's try to stay home this year. Long Beach it's Christmas, man. Yeah. Christmas on the beach. Hell the, yeah, dude. The longest of beaches. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, I wish I had something uh, interesting to report, but my life has become very boring. I'm like a, I'm just like a retiree. Man, I would do these family Zooms every week, and it's getting to the point, like, what'd you, like, it really is the, what, what'd you eat this week? It's, <laughs> and the, the idea to, like, force it with force it when people don't know how to like tell stories or keep things snappy is like all right what are we going to talk about talk about the weather and then we'll talk about the new covid restrictions and we'll talk about and it's it's becoming very repetitive but i love them talk to them it's good to good to hear that's commendable that you still do that well it's you know he's checking in with the gang Mm -hmm. i don't know about yeah i got no news we're making our own fun around here. Went out to the Dude, went out I to the dirt pit. Went shooting again the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. Just went out. Dude. Went out to the dirt pit. Most, did most you wear your up. coveralls to the dirt pit? No, no coveralls. Kept, I saw that bike rush. video, and uh, the bike was cool enough. But I was more enthralled with your uh, rad coveralls. Dude. I was. Uh, I got to get me some of those. I'm glad I got the ones with the cool zippers on them. They are. Um, they shrunk in the wash though, and you can tell uh, whenever I put my hands over my head, it uh, oof, like somebody's trying to break that ginger man apart from the legs. I'll tell you, it's <laughs> <clears throat> we got uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it doesn't leave much to the imagination if I stretch out a little bit in those things. It, it may, they might cover all, but you your imagination can still lead you to. Oh, you're talking about your moose knuckle? Yeah, you know where all the bits go on that operation game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> I like them, man. I, I like wearing them. I like just getting dirty in them. Yeah, man. I like that they're all one piece, too. Then they got, mm-hmm. I guess you're supposed to wear pants on underneath them. I don't mess around with that. I feel like a race car driver, an astronaut or something. Oh, they feel fun. I, feel, I, I do show up to Home Depot in them. There you go. I'm walking around there like you got a real project going on. <laughs> what footwear uh, accompanies the uh, coveralls? Oh, nothing official. I got my old Adidas tennis shoes. I'm still, you know, still got to okay. be comfortable. I don't need any like oil yeah. resistant steel toed boots for the shit I'm doing. Yeah, comfort, man. Right on, buddy. And the yeah. bike video was rad. How's nice, uh, man. how's the bike repair? What do you do? What exactly are you doing to that bike again now? I'm just I'm stripping it all down, uh-huh. and uh, j- just polishing it up and getting it running the right way. It's a bike I bought in high school with a bunch of a you know, bunch of money that I saved. My parents are like you're gonna want to buy a car. I'm like no way, man. BMX forever. And then <laughs> bought it and promptly hung it up in the garage, and then left town. Or then like got out of bikes and started doing comedy, whatever. But so there's a BMX museum 
and and a guy that somebody told me to talk to here in Portland. I didn't realize how much BMX heritage here is here in Portland. The BMX Museum is actually run out of Portland. I met a guy, shout out to Shad, a dude named Shad, who uh, runs a BMX shop that's all like vintage BMX bikes. He's going to help me track down some parts. And I'm just going to build it up and have a BMX bike. I'm still going to ride it, like not crazy stuff, but uh-huh. you know, it's just stuff that I think is it's cool and I like to look at it. That's awesome, man. You got stuff like that, you know, that's like, ah, it's, it doesn't really serve a purpose, but see, you get some things that just make you happy. Like you said, you're living it's like fun, a retiree. You, you need fun stuff like that, dude. Yeah, like I said, if you're a retiree, you gotta, especially now, you gotta have projects, especially now with the weather, dude. like I need, I need indoor projects. I'm gonna be a, a Twitch star. That's, <laughs> that's my plan. I'll be a Twitch star. I'm gonna learn how to play these guitars. Finally, after nice. 30 years, big plans. You know what I'd like to do? I don't have the space for it right now, but if we ever relocate to a bigger place or if I had my own garage, uh, cliche, I know, but I, I'm looking forward to becoming an older dude who gets into woodworking. I Did need some table saws. I need a lathe, some table saws. You know what? Oh, Maybe I'll combine, uh, I'll, I'll add one of my other patches. I would like to be the guy who just makes baseball bats. That's what I, I mean. That's, that's, that's okay. your lathe right there. Yeah, yeah. Make a baseball yeah, bat, just, make a salad bowl. Salad bowl. Make, a, <laughs> make, some, make all kinds make of stuff. Some, yeah. uh, table legs. Oh, yeah. But, banisters. Uh, Loads of banisters. Yeah. I always thought that that was a cool little little project, little hobby. Uh, just these guys that just really lean into it, and especially the ones that get good at it. Like, talk about yeah. being able to see the fruits of your labor, and you're just building shit out of wood. That's uh, that's something I'm gonna get. Imagine into. being a shitty woodworker. Manage like your whole house is just like <laughs> un unlevel tables and chairs that just oh, always man. rock back and forth like the stuff that you made still has coasters under a table leg <laughs> it's grandpa's hobby don't set anything down all right it's gonna slide off just uh, keep oh, keep in mind where you put your drink <laughs> he he just never invested in a tape measure he's just eyeballing shit all the time and it's always wrong cut once swear twice that's what i always say <laughs> well that's but yeah what if like because there's like you always think of like retirees like taking up something and then they they wind up being okay at it like oh i knitted you a sweater and it's or mm-hmm. i made a table like there's gotta be so many abandoned maybe that's why golf maybe that's why they do golf because mm-hmm. it's not something you got. You just got to buy the clubs, and then like, oh, if to get better, I just have to golf some more. My dad was that way. He yeah. took up two little hobbies late in life: um, gardening and guitar. Oh, really? And wasn't good at either one of them, but he had fun. <laughs> that's, that that describes heart. everything I've done in my life. <laughs> he always had a little garden. The last few years was like once they relocated to South Georgia. Uh, the final three years of his life he started having a garden and uh it was always just so pathetic looking and he knew it he was like yeah yeah i know these still uh, these tomatoes don't look very good so i'm doing something wrong but <laughs> he was always filled with that and then then he taught himself how to play acoustic guitar and uh well kinda so uh and he was always sitting around trying to pick out old bluegrass songs and stuff and uh you know didn't didn't sound great but he but he had a good time but it's and i guess that's the whole point Something like you could either just sit there staring at a wall or you could try and noodle around. Noodling. Yeah. Senior noodling. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. We went to we <laughs> we went to Top Golf. We did the Top Golf last week. You ever been to Top Golf? <laughs> no. Was that just putt putt? What is no. that? No. It's like it's basically like a three story driving range. <laughs> except there's like a sensor in your ball. So it tells you how far you hit it. And then there's targets on the ground. So it looks like a driving range, but there's different targets on the ground that you could, that you aim at for points. It's, and then you get your own little booth, kind of like when you're bowling, you get your own little area with drinks and food, like a server's coming by with drinks and food. We did that because it was like, oh, it's an outdoor activity. 
But even that's getting shut down. I'm glad we snuck that in before the new restrictions. But yeah, and you just go. There's like a set of clubs. You could bring your own clubs if you got them, but a set of clubs, and you just tee up and try and hit a golf ball at these targets, and you get points on the screen. Like when you're bowling, it tells you what point. Okay. And that's it, and it's fun. But then I I understand like old people like golfing physically it's easier on your body, uh huh. But it still could be construed as exercise because you're outside. Old people if they're outside that counts as exercise. Yeah, you you're still you're moving your body, range of motion, and it's all mm-hmm. the fine tuning stuff mm-hmm. with golf. You know, it's not like a batting cage where you take one to your old soft noggin and then you're. And then you're out, you know, <laughs> and the family's got to come to the hospice care every holiday to visit you. It's relatively safe. Although my grandmother did get hit by a golf ball when she was golfing. Oh. Yeah. How, how'd that work out? I, I mean, That's fine. Exactly I mean, put an old lady down. Yeah, I, mean, I think she just got a bruise and kept, she is a, she's a tank. Little tiny, little. <laughs> I mean, not 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 in physical stature, but just as far as just just kept running, Tough. just mm-hmm. it's like pretty unstoppable up till the end. Then she stopped. But yeah, you know, I, I get, it. I can see getting in the golf. Be a golf. Maybe we live in the same place. And there's no COVID anymore, Dave. Maybe we start golfing. Hey, I'll do that, man. You think you'd be a Any, golf like, guy? I, I've always uh, resisted it just because up until now, I was like, well, I'm I'm capable of so much more <laughs> athletically. <laughs> but now I'm starting to see the appeal of the low impact oh, golf. Oh, really? The guy who bought a treadmill so he could walk inside his own home? <laughs> You know what I really would like to get into is any of these uh, communal old man sports and games like uh, bocce ball, bocce ball, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Like every time I watch an episode of Anthony Bourdain, he's he's in some little Italian village or mm-hmm. he's in the Ukraine or somewhere, and it's just a bunch of old crusty farts gathered in the little park playing bocce ball or all kinds of weird little sports. I like that. I like the communal things. A little shuffleboard, oh, maybe? Horseshoes. Horseshoes, Shuffleboard, sure. horseshoes. Any, anything where you can get together a bunch of like-minded old farts and complain about stuff, that seems like a I, good time. I'm going to put this one to you, Dave. I, and I mentioned in the past, Frisbee golf. <clears throat> You're in the woods, mm-hmm. possible squatch sightings. Yeah. There's some movement. Uh-huh. A little more skill than other things. What with the the frisbees? I like it. Yeah, good time. I'll buddy. do frisbee golf. Dave, are we talking about anything this week? Or are we, we are we, are we just to. trying to get the video to work? <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever you want to do, buddy. I got a topic. I could sit on it for a week. Uh, well, yeah, we, got nothing, we got nothing going on in our personal lives. Forty minutes in, we're talking about frisbee golf. <laughs> <laughs> give, let's talk about gotta give him something uh, let's talk about injured cold have i ever spoken about injured cold on this podcast In, injured colds indrid i-n-d-r-i-d instead of ingrid indrid indrid cold indrid cold is possibly an alien who befriended an old fart in west virginia back in the 60s and I'll explain. Okay. All right. November 2nd, 1966, Parkersburg, West Virginia. This guy, uh, I don't know how old he is, probably mid-50s, early 60s. This old guy named Woodrow Derenberger. He was Hold a... Uh, Woodrow Jared Berger? Derenberger. D-E-R-E-N-B-E-R-G-R. Derenberger. Woodrow Derenberger was a... Uh, Woody Deberg. Sewing machine... Yeah, Woody D. He was a sewing machine salesman in West Virginia. And uh, Parkersburg is about 50 miles northeast of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Okay. Which is home of our beloved Mothman. 
Now, November 2nd, 1966, he's driving home from Marietta, Ohio, just across the the state line there, uh, back to Parkersburg on uh, 77, State Route 77. I guess now it's uh, Interstate 77. I've I've traveled that road uh, many a times. And it's uh, about 7.30 at night, and uh, he gets, uh, (laughs) he's driving along, and a UFO overtakes him, passes him on the highway, and then slows to a stop and forces Woodrow to stop his vehicle. This vehicle, this this UFO kind of uh, shaped like a uh, kerosene lantern, if you will, kind of uh, flared at the end and, and uh, the two sides and, and bowed in the middle, kind of like, a, you know what I'm talking about, like a kerosene lantern or like, you know, kind of a bell-shaped. Yeah, yeah, one uh, of your more traditional-shaped UFOs. Yeah, yeah. Was and, also uh, on the also on the highway. Like it, yes, it, passed, it was passed it was, him. It was flying uh, just a few feet off the ground, and it passed him, uh, and then got in front of him, and then slowed down, forcing Woodrow to slow down his vehicle. Finally, uh, both the, the UFO and Woodrow come to a complete stop. And Exchange insurance. A, a, <laughs> a door opens in the UFO, and out comes this very human-looking. Man, uh, and by the way, there's a YouTube video of uh, Woodrow. Uh, the next day, Woodrow appeared on a uh, TV program uh, there in Parkersburg, and uh, it's a, it, it basically tells his story. It's like a 30-minute long conversation, mm-hmm. and he goes into great detail. So it, it is interesting. This isn't just hearsay. Like you know, we can listen. There, it's just audio of the of the interview, not video. Okay. But you can hear Woodrow speaking in great detail about this encounter. And uh, he says, um, out out from this UFO comes a pretty average-looking dude, described him about 35 to 40 years old, uh, about six feet tall, normal build, dark hair. Uh, but apparently, now Woodrow didn't go into great detail about this, but other other people have, have seen this fella. Uh, but apparently, Indrid had like some sort of weird smile some sort of weird permanent grin or smile on his face. And uh, some people have also dubbed him as the smiling man, although Woodrow didn't really mention the, the smile. Others have mentioned that. Okay. And this guy communicated with Woodrow telepathically. He said his mouth didn't move, but he communicated with him, and he called himself Indrid Cold. And he, he said he was, um, he was just very conversational. He wasn't threatening, although Woodrow, Woodrow admits to being scared. A couple of times during their encounter, Indrid goes, well, what are you frightened of? We, he says, quote, we mean you no harm. And uh, also made some other comments about how I breathe and sleep and bleed just like you would. Um, <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> how the fuck are you going to have a spaceship and communicate telepathically, but you still need doors? Ah, oh, that's a good That's question. what gets me about this stuff. They're like, oh, he's totally an alien, and he talked to me through sonic brainwaves. Also, his belt didn't match his shoes. Like, why? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. Oh, man. Uh, I'm sorry, the grinning man, not the smiling man. Anyway, uh... Well, Woody D and Indrid stand on the side of the freeway there. He, uh, Indrid walks up to his passenger side window, mm-hmm. uh, telepathically told him to roll the window down. <laughs> they talked for a few minutes. Why would he have to roll the window down if he could talk to him telepathically? That's a great question. That's a great I question. I know it's a great I don't question. Have to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he said they just chit chatted. Cole said he just wanted to know more about the human race. Uh, he, he asked him uh, what Parkersburg was. He goes, what's, what's that place over there with all the lights? And uh, Woodrow goes, that's, that's Parkersburg. That's where I live. Uh, that's, that's what we call a city or a town. And uh, Indrid said, well, where I'm from, we call those gatherings. Well, he didn't say where he's from, but he said where I'm he's from. He's a juggalo. He's an intergalactic and, uh, juggalo. <laughs> and they talked for a few minutes, and then uh, dude just disappeared. Now, here's where it gets crazy. Um, he said as they were, uh, yeah, this is where it gets crazy. He basically said, uh, that I will be seeing you again, uh, Mr. Derenberger. And sure enough, um, over the next several years, apparently Woodrow was visited by this guy multiple times. Um, there were several cases where 
His family reported that he had, that Woodrow would just disappear for days, sometimes weeks at a time, and then he would reappear and say, "Yeah, I was hanging out with the uh, Indrid, oh Indrid Cold." Uh, claimed that he went up in his spaceship. Um, yeah, man, had all kind of. I don't know the exact number, but uh, apparently it was you know multiple different encounters over the next few years. Um, the townspeople. There in Parkersburg, once, uh, once, uh, what's his name, Woodrow, once he appeared the next day on the TV program, that made him kind of a local celebrity. People started showing up at his house. They wanted to meet this strange guy, sure. Indrid. Uh, no one else apparently ever really saw him. Um, although I think, I think he makes reference that his wife and daughter uh, saw him from time to time. Um, <laughs> daughter wrote a book about it. I forgot the name of it. No, didn't read Imagine it. living in a time and place where you could blame your your blackout drinking jags on being abducted. Well, well, here's the thing: <laughs> uh, a lot of there are a lot of eyewitnesses that saw Woodrow on the side of the road talking to a guy. So apparently, uh, a lot of people came forward the next uh, few days and said, "Yeah, I saw Woodrow." Uh, I saw his truck pulled over. Did, talk. Now I don't know if anybody saw the yeah. Uh, did they the see spaceship. the fucking UFO? I don't know if they saw that, but they saw him uh, on the side of the freeway having a conversation with a guy. And, and point being, they they mentioned that oh, that's an odd place for someone to just stop and talk. Um, you know, not that odd. You know, if you're having car trouble or something. But yeah, and then apparently uh, Woodrow also got uh, visited by a. Uh, Couple other fellas that very closely resemble <laughs> the men in black. Woodrow was an old country gay that had to keep his secret <laughs> with outlandish tales. That's old country gay, yeah. the world's worst restaurant. That's that uh, is that is what happened. Oh no, they got me again. Oh man. Well, here's the thing. He seems you can listen to I'll put a link on our, our Instagram or something. You can listen to this interview. He seems like a normal dude. He seemed just like a normal Appalachian fucking uh, sewing machine salesman. Um he did he, he claimed in the interview that he does not drink. Didn't didn't drink alcohol. Uh well respected in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Uh, I don't know if he's a pillar of the community, but but people knew old Woody D. Yeah, and uh, said he was just a normal, dependable fella who, who didn't drink, and now he's getting abducted uh, by UFOs and and disappearing for weeks on end. And witnesses can confirm all the human elements of his story. Evidently, evidently. Now, what's how'd they see him talking to somebody this, if they're talking telepathically? Well, they saw him. You know, I don't dudes, know if they actually saw him talking. Two dudes just went deep eye contact on the side of the road. Again, <laughs> old country gay. <laughs> no, no, we oh, got man. we exchange information through our mouths. <laughs> I wasn't blowing him. He was teaching me the secrets of the universe. <laughs> Fucking case closed. <laughs> oh. oh god! <laughs> so this call oh this one god. solved. <laughs> old, old Woody D and D. Oh, oh, dude! <laughs> yeah, give me another one. We'll wrap up a bunch of these cases today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's something else I was gonna say about old. Uh, yeah, Woody. Was I there? <laughs> uh, um. Oh, what I was gonna say is this happened uh, just uh, a couple of weeks before the first ever Mothman sighting, and like I said, about 50 miles away. So, right. don't know if there's uh, some sort of uh, relation there. But a lot of people think that uh, Indrid, um, A, is an alien, but B, also could have been a men in black, a man in black, because yeah. um, his, his appearance was very similar. He was uh, had uh, dark hair. He said his skin was kind of uh, like super tan, like 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 just a, he said he had like a deep tan. Well moisturized. Uh, no facial hair, no facial hair, but he was wearing uh, all black, and he was wearing kind of like a, uh, a, a black... Uh, what do you call it? like a trench coat or an overcoat yeah. and then a shirt underneath and he had trousers, but he said all the material appeared fairly unnatural. 
he said it all just it i don't know how much uh, different type of fabrics they had it was just like back, imported uh, in it was just it was just fashion <laughs> but yeah he said just uh somewhat uh, unnatural material and um silk yeah man. silk well but yeah probably probably a man in black uh most definitely probably an alien um but yeah so anyway Indrid uh on and off for the next few years, he would get visited by this guy, and uh, apparently, at least once, he went up in his UFO. Uh, yeah. I don't know where they went, <laughs> um, and uh, but it got so uh, like he became kind of an urban legend. And I think over time, people began to not believe his story. So eventually, he moved away uh, from West Virginia. He moved back late in life, uh, right before uh, he passed away in 1990, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, his daughter and his wife said that uh, they were just old old friends, just old pals, that he was always hanging out with Indrid Cold. Um, and apparently other people uh, have had experiences uh, with a similar-looking uh, man who also identified himself as Indrid Cold. <laughs> so. Oh, the, the gay Romeo of West Virginia, Indrid Cole. <laughs> I just tell him I'm a space alien, and that's our cover. <laughs> now some of these other sightings uh let's see there was an, there was a sighting uh October 16 1966 just a few weeks earlier uh when two boys uh in New Jersey were walking on 4th Street you know 4th Street in New Jersey <laughs> uh when they when they saw a surreal figure standing near a fence as they mm-hmm. walked closer the figure was a tall bald man wearing a metal green suit who was staring right at them with a huge grin. Uh, The dude chased the boys for a few blocks until he disappeared. Uh, UFO sightings were also reported uh, that same week in that area. I don't know how. Yeah. Another sighting happened. uh, Let's see. Point Pleasant, uh, West Virginia. Uh, The Lilly family had been reporting a poultry, some poltergeist activity in their home, Mm. uh, such as diamond shaped lights, uh, the Lily's daughter, Linda, was sleeping one night and awoke to see a man standing over her. Uh, she says, quote, it was a man, a big man, very broad. I couldn't see his face very well, but I could see that he was grinning at me. He walked around the bed and stood right over me. I screamed again and hid under the covers. When I looked again, he was gone. Uh, so I don't know. I guess those two encounters are trying to lump into the uh, same category yeah. of it being injured. Um, but yeah, man. Well... I I think I stand by my assessment of what happened here. But more power to him, you know. (laughs) But yeah, I'll post that link. Uh, It really is interesting because, you know, 99% of the shit we talk about on here, it's just somebody saw something or heard something. But uh, to actually, I, I love it when we can actually talk to the to the to the witness yeah I, or not we person but i love when there's video or audio of the witness telling their story and uh like i said he goes he rambles on for about 30 minutes and uh great detail and apparently this happened the recording the interview happened the next day so it was for obviously fresh on his mind yeah and um he seems like a sincere sane dude well I, I'm, uh, I'm, just this does goes like all right what if the aliens are just people from the future so that explain their shape and maybe their methods of communication so why they look similar you know i still am on board with that mm-hmm. theory that a lot of aliens mm-hmm. are just they're just people they're just time human time travelers that have evolved to an extent and are coming back and researching pe- the past mhm i uh, this is one of my this is one of my most fascinating uh, interest in terms of all the maybe they're getting stuff. some the strange con- on the side, you know. <laughs> the concept of aliens walking among us uh, absolutely blows my mind. I I don't know why that's so intriguing to me, but the fact that they can apparently disguise themselves as humans, I just love that. I love that. And by the way, whoever told uh, that's what I loved about Halloween three. I was talking about a couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh, not to spoil anything. Um, and if you've seen it, you know that well, they weren't necessarily aliens, but I, I just, that's, someone's talking shit, said, oh, that's the worst fucking movie <laughs> ever. Halloween 3, oh, it's so good. I, I know it's kind of low budget and, you know, the acting isn't uh, Oscar worthy, but like, just the, the idea that there's this weird town with weird 
quote unquote people. I, I, I just love that concept of, holy shit, is that a human or is that an alien? I almost, Every time I'm in a big crowd, I always look for aliens. You, well, you might like I'll that show, The, the Leftovers. Yeah, the mall's got a lot of aliens. Well, you might like that show, The Leftovers. I tried. To, I was going to watch Halloween 3, and then I decided to watch uh, It. Watch the new It. Oh, the uh, the new well, one or two. The first, the first new okay. new one. Mm-hmm. And it was Did you uh, like it. It was good. It was just like every every scary movie doesn't know how to end. Yeah, yeah. You know they have to wrap up why the thing is scary and how people defeat it, and that's why I'm always like, ah, it's a mm-hmm. very few scary movies have had an ending that's been satisfying. Like I thought Blair Witch was a good one, but that was because the whole device was that it was, you know, like found footage. So mm-hmm. it made it, the ending made the whole movie even scarier, in my opinion. Yeah, well, yeah, that ending was good. But uh, yeah, it was it was all right. It had, it had some good scares. It had some good scares in it. But then the ending I was like, ah, this kind of wasn't paying attention. But uh, I don't know, man. All right, well, you know what? I, I'll send me the link to this guy. I'll check it out. I like a alien story. Mm-hmm. I like especially a benign alien story. Mm-hmm. Where it's just a sewing machine salesman that yeah. met a guy and had a nice time. <laughs> Happy ending. Yeah, met man. a man. Oh, met a man Cole. from space named Ingrid. Mm-hmm. And then in- Indrid. Indrid. Wood, sounds, uh, Woodbury. Woodbury. Berries. Berries. Woodrow Derenberger. Woodrow Derenbergers. Mm-hmm. What a handle. Yeah. Well, what he do? Boy, you got any dates you want to plug this week? <laughs> Jesus. Just dates, dates that you like. What? Just dates that you're a fan <laughs> of. You know, like, hey, November 26th. I like that one. What a day. Remember, remember stand-up comedy? Yeah. Doing, well, we got an online show somewhere next week. I don't know. Oh, yeah? I don't even know. You don't know how's uh, how's Dirt Nap doing? Dirt Nap is just out there skulking around in the rain. Oh yeah, happy as yeah, just getting her fat, just getting her fat for winter. <laughs> nice. I put I give her a little soft food, and then I put the little crunchy treats on top of the soft food. Whole mm-hmm. make her a whole spread. Run, run, put the little tin of hot food or tin of soft food under the hot water. Get it warm. Serve her nice. nice give Look her a warm. You. Give her a warm meal. You got her any catnip yet? We gave her a little. She got a little excited about it, but she's just she's just an old lady. Yeah, she's an old lady just <laughs> hanging around. We're all we're all just taking it in stride. Everybody's just chilling out pretty hard. And then we got dance Good. party night where we some of the dance mm-hmm. party spills out into the garage where Helen sleeps, and we wake her up, and she doesn't <laughs> know what's happening. We're just dancing around drunk, and then we go back in the house. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. Boy. How's all the creatures doing living over a, there? Living a charm life over there. Uh, they're good. Charlie, Truman, Harvey, they're just kicking it. That's all they do. Yeah, man. They just chill out. We're just uh, one big happy family over here, man. Not a whole lot going on, just riding it out. Just riding it out. Trying hey, to man. Uh, Everybody be... Trying to stay healthy. Yeah, be safe, be healthy. Wear your masks. Oh, and we forgot Nazis. to talk about this off-air. We forgot to talk about this off air. Are we gonna are we skip it next week for Thanksgiving, or are we are we doing a program? That's your call. I don't know. Is the, is the yeah. does the audience need to be privy to this? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a little peek the behind the curtain. Yeah, man. For the f- uh, boogie monster yeah. fans, well, we might be here next week. We might not. We'll see. We'll see. This is a test right now. Well, now that we know, this is a test to see how the swing arm for my mic if it's. Creating a big audio thing. I might have to oil this up. Yeah, all right. Yeah, nobody needed to all see or hear that part. <laughs> all right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week, man. Maybe. Hell yeah, We'll man. see. We'll figure yeah, we'll it out. See. Yeah, who knows? You're getting right. a video? Thanks this for listening. Keep, yeah, this will keep you going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll figure out what to do with this uh, video. So, yeah, if... <laughs> This might be the lost episode video, or or it might be the first one. We don't know. It'll show up. We'll have to see. It'll work. We don't know. What we're I got doing. what did what did, what did I get this boom arm for? 
Mm-hmm. Not to look cool on video like a, look at me, man. I'm like a conspiracy theorist. I got a boom arm and a mic, and I'm <laughs> telling you about the government. All right. Hey. All right, buddy. Gobble, gobble. Be, be sweet to yourself. The Boogie Monster. Network.